in most conversations that Ethan and I have, if we talk about things for long enough, we eventually get to the point where we question whether these emotions that we're having are due to our ego or due to selflessness, compassion, um, empathy, doing things because you want to do things for the world. And it's always sort of a debate we have. And I, and I wanted to, I wanted to make it a intention to actually have a little episode where we, where we discuss it. Cause I feel like it's a really interesting topic and we, we see, we see the, this, this very differently just to expand on it a little bit more. When I say the, the ego, I say that this, this is my opinion. Yeah. I love this. When I, I'll speak for myself. I feel like whenever I'm doing anything, let's, let's, let, let's use a few examples. So the first example will be like, I made, I made you a tea this morning. You've got a tea in front of you. Now, most people would just say that Josh made Ethan a tea because he wanted him to feel uh, at home. He wanted him to uh, enjoy a, a nice drink in the morning, maybe perhaps to wake him up, perhaps to make him feel good, perhaps to make him warm. This is, this is th- those were Josh's intentions, to just make Ethan feel good. And that's, and that's it. But what I think is that we all have a we all have an ego. We all have a self that is self-serving and every action that we do on some level is trying to make us feel pleasure in in a certain way. And I feel like until you've become pretty enlightened, which requires years of self-awareness and years of meditation, I feel like every act you do for someone else, such as getting someone a tea, the only reason you're doing it is so that they can, you can see that they felt some sort of pleasure in it or that they thought to themselves in this case that, wow, Josh is a great guy because he made me a tea. And then I, that will make me feel a little burst of pleasure because it means that it means that in my head, Ethan thinks that I'm a good guy. Ethan thinks that I'm a nice guy. And my idea of the world is that, again, unless you're quite an enlightened being, you're walking in the you're walking around the world, having many many moments of pleasure, attributed to people thinking highly of you, or people thinking that you're a, 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 a person that is doing favorable things in this culture. It actually might not even be that you're a nice guy, you know? I, I, I was thinking yesterday about how it's different if you're in a gang. It's actually the opposite. And if you're in a, a, a gang culture, you are more respected for doing criminal things or behaving negatively to people you know you get kudos for murdering people and for 
theft and for making money in a in a scandalous way but it's this but it's the same sentiment i think underlying all of it is that everything you're doing is trying to please the crowd in some way any endeavor any endeavor i i i think i think that constantly we have this we have the mind that's chattering away at all times of the day we can't hear it we we are not self most of us are not aware enough to actually observe this internal monkey mind chattering going on all day but if you were self-aware to observe it i believe that you would see how crazy you are and that all you're thinking about is what will what do i have to do to please the crowd around me because in order for me to find any pleasure in life i really believe that there's two things either you're trying to please the crowd around you or you're trying to distract yourself from that and that's where addiction comes into it through eating through gambling through smoke through drugs whatever it is i feel like you're either trying really hard to please the crowd and every every endeavor you do is trying to get some sort of validation from others even if it's in in, in an indirect way mm. and you're just going and most and all of us i think all of us in our community are going back and forth between that and distraction from that and that's how i think most of our lives are it's a it might be a, like a what do you call it a, a pessimistic sadist sadist way of looking at life even nihilist, uh, nihilistic yeah even nihilistic people would perceive it as that sure is an existential conundrum yes i don't see it like that i see it as the greatest reason to go beyond the mind and to become as self-aware as possible because through understanding this you can start to go beyond it and start to practice self-love and i really think that through self-awareness you can learn you can learn to to change your thoughts to change your habits to self-love because when you love yourself you don't need validation from others and when you don't need validation from others all your actions become all your actions come out of love they become they come out of feeling really good really good uh, about yourself and re- and just feeling really good in general that you that you want to do things for people um <clears throat> just because you feel good and you're overflowing with joy that you want to do good things for, for people but i don't think that's how our society works i think everyone and and it's with no exception <laughs> Really? Because I've got examples I've already come up with there. I'm like, really think that? Yeah, well, I, yeah, I'd be happy to chat about it. <laughs> yeah. The lone surfer who takes a board out on a day to Airlie Beach, no one else is around, surfs by himself for an hour, comes back to his ute, drives off. That guy is... Seeking to validate his efforts amongst his community, at which point that he goes back, drives back into town, and 
walks into a local bakery or cafe and tells people about it. Or he tells his wife or he tells his... I would say, on some level, that man's identity is completely entangled with surfing. And on some level, he probably is enjoying the process, the, the physicality of it. But even... Okay. What about there, like the there's, feelings there's, of the waves? There's many facets to it. There's the fitness of it. And I think a lot of the fitness of it is due to expectations from society that that surfing or sport in general is a good way to be fit and also that he wants to maintain some sort of body he also wants to prolong his life so that he can do as many things in his life as possible so that he can leave some sort of a legacy that's 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 one that's sort of the fitness side of it another side of it is probably he will feel good about himself getting up in the early in the morning or going out to in the surf and being being amongst it because he will able to as like we like we talked about in the podcast episode before on some level he'll be able to compare himself to the to people around him and be like i got up earlier i did sport today and sport's good for you in our society surfing and and exercise is a good thing for you so he'll look around at everyone else that's not doing it feel better about himself. Now, of course, this is all operating at a subconscious level. And if I said this to this guy, it would be very triggering for him, I'm sure. He would disagree with me. He would, he would say that he's out there because he just loves the water. Um, he, just, he, he loves getting up in the morning and starting his day off in a, in a bright way. Uh, he loves the physicality of it, the, the, that he's able to catch a wave. Like when he catches a wave, there's like no, no better feeling. But I'm not saying I'm right, <laughs> but my perspective on this is that when he gets up on that wave, the pleasurable, the pleasurable feelings he thinks he's feeling is actually due to the fact that he's comparing himself to other people that aren't able to catch wet waves in the same way that he can. Because, it's, I mean, it's all comparable, like surfing and being able to catch a wave, it's all relative, isn't it? I mean... If 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 everyone on the wor- if everyone on the un- everyone on Earth was like an amazing surfer, mm. like an amazing amazing surfer, yep. and then this guy catches a wave, and it's like all right, but then all of a sudden, in comparison to everyone else on the wor- Earth, he's sh- he's actually shit. Like he caught a shit wave, or he he didn't do it as well as everybody else. Would he feel it, Would he feel as good about catching that wave any anymore? I would don't think he'd even consider that. It's a, this is subconscious. Is the argument? Well, the, I've got another. So rather than, because it seems like you could probably come up with all these like a comment for every example I come from. So rather than that, this belief you have that people are operating on this level, right? How does it serve you? When I started to realize this, I feel like I've become more and more happy because it forced me, it's forced me to develop self-love, self-appreciation, 
learning to not learning to not take on when people give me compliments and in doing that I don't feel bad when people don't like me either and but aren't you seeking validation through all your efforts to um, feed the ego yes but I do it I, I do it all with awareness and I realize that I'm doing it along the way so I, I'm still pursuing things but I'm I, I'm doing them along the way I'm meditating and I'm full and I'm trying to be as aware as I can that yes I'm meditating but a lot of the reason I meditate in fact 90% of the reason I meditate is probably because I feel good about myself in comparison to everybody else that doesn't meditate however through the awareness I think I've been able to realize all of this stuff and it's as, as Osho says, I trust Osho, <laughs> maybe falsely, but I trust Osho. And as he says, even if you're doing things that are egotistical, and even if you do, you're doing things that are seeking validation, if you do them with awareness, eventually you'll realize the stupidity of them. So that in that way, I'm not living a nihilistic life because I'm still doing things even though I know that I'm seeking approval but i'm i'm going by i'm going i'm going and doing them thinking that if i if i come out them with a, enough awareness i'll realize the stupidity of all these endeavors and slowly slowly they'll, they'll drop away i'm in this for the long fucking haul i know in 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 the next few years i'm not going to be have the mindset that i'm talking about but i'm thinking that if i continue along this way let's say in 15 20 years i'm going to i'm going to be on my way to being this sort of enlightened per this one in a i don't know thousand one in a million enlightened person that i'm talking about where you, it's very hard to come across where they they're enough unto themselves they they love themselves they don't need any approval from other people when when you're doing these ego when you're engaged in these egotistical endeavors how do you identify that you're exercising the awareness that you talk about? That's another thing that takes time. The awareness is something that takes time. And awareness is something that I think can be too much at times. Where yeah, but I'm asking I, you. I, I'm talking about myself. Okay. Yeah, like the awareness is something that at sometimes, at some points becomes really difficult to maintain because it's it's actually a really hard thing to master after a, a lifetime of non-awareness where, where I'm just living in a sort of daze, living in a sleep where I'm not aware of my thoughts and feelings. So that's something that takes time. And, that, and to be honest, when I'm, just, when I'm saying that it's a long-term endeavor, that's what I'm talking about. To be able to develop that deep awareness where I'm always in a state of awareness is something that that's going to take many many years to to master but i hear what you're saying but this is an interesting moment that i think we're talking past each other because it's my understanding that awareness does not affiliate itself with ego and that there would be a distinct moment at which if you're exercising awareness, 
that there isn't acknowledgement of your ego having any significance in that moment. I, th- I say awareness sheds light on ego. Awareness if, if, sheds light on ego. Awareness does not mean your, yourself, your identity is removed from, from, from your perspective. All awareness means is that you're able to see it more and more clearly. And the more awareness you develop, the more clearly you're able to see this identity that causes all this, all this future and past ideas and this need um, for approval. And okay. Um, but so let's say in a moment that you express awareness, if you are involved in an activity and you're exercising this true awareness that you're talking about, you would be so involved with the activity that you would kind of forget how you got there or you would have forgotten how you got there. You would... Well, you forget the self. And you forget the self, but it's more like you understood that maybe your ego originally had this this um, thirst to be fed for something, right? Mm. And so you involve yourself in this activity. Let's say it's, okay, for running, for example. And you start to go for this run. And like you said, you're going for this run to validate yourself in the eyes of community and say, um, look at me, how healthy I am in comparison to this, uh, this fictitious idea that I have of this community around me who are 20% less healthy than I am because of they don't run on this regular basis that I run for and more so the average runner runs for five kilometers and I run for 10 kilometers. And so that makes me 50% more healthy than the average runner and all this stuff. And that as you actually begin to run and if you move into this space of awareness, the I, those ideas and those considerations fall away and it becomes a distinct experience that you're actually experiencing just reality as you see it in front of you or the world around you you're being fed senses of movement of smell sight taste sound and that it's no longer this strange story of comparison where that's an acknowledgement yeah what what are you asking (laughs) was that a statement or a question it was kind of a, a, a question and a statement because, it's, I don't know, I feel a little confused that people who, like the surfer in my mind, the example of the surfer who get in the car and head out with their board and the dog in tow and the dog cruises and sits on the beach and the surfer puts on the wetsuit, paddles out across the waves, is feeling the cold of the water feeling the breeze, it's nice, he's just watching the clouds as he goes out, he lies on his back, stares up at the sun, just lies out there for about five minutes, just feeling the bobbing of the waves and just feeling like the feeling, like just the sense of liquid lying in that before he then starts to choose which wave to 
move towards and then catch and then ride and feel what it's like to have a board underneath your feet and to be able to balance yourself and then ride a wave. He's in that experience without considering anything or anyone else's attitude towards what he is experiencing and that that is in itself enough to be complacent or if complacent is not the right word appreciative of that experience in itself without having to supplement it with an extra narrative of ego or how he is placed in that in the eyes of more people well i can't place any assumptions on this surfer dude you know for all i know he's an enlightened guy <laughs> and it, if he's an enlightened guy which if he's living in melbourne on and if he's living in melbourne and he's surfing on i don't know in rye beach i don't know that's not a good surf beach on a good surf bells beach or something sure like that enough. it's unlikely he's put a lot of time into into moving towards enlightenment. But, but what you're saying is it doesn't matter because in that moment, he's actually as present as he... Are you saying he's as present as he possibly he's just could just present be? in that experience for what it is and what it gets to offer. And I, I guess like the, the reason I'm trying to exp and articulate this so thoroughly is that does that not convey like I would have I would understand and I would think that as I was saying that you're probably considering what you're going to reply to me but that that experience like that in itself does that not seem truly satisfying without having to worry about what other people would think or, and then what would that be like for you to be that surfer? And would that, yeah. I think it's a nice idea. But someone like that, and I'm making assumptions, but fair assumptions. You're telling me that on either side of that surf, they've just, in, in, on either side of that surf, they're thinking all day, right? Are, are we, they would have thought processes are, occur. Are, are they thinking all day? Are they in there? Are they... Are they in their identity? Are they in their self all day, pretty much, apart from that surfing, apart from that experience? There would be people out there, and you, I could, I would concede this that maybe they would be few and far between, but I guess maybe there's another way to come back at this. Why would it not be worth? being like that or could you see yourself being like that and you're or but you're going to tell me you're amidst overcoming other shit to become like that become like what that uh, experiential in your life rather than reflective and reactive i'm trying to become experiential that's the whole journey of awareness. But and at the moment, you're shedding a lot of bullshit narrative. I'm not saying that. No. Or, sh or shedding it. Shedding it. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're amidst shedding your prior conditioning of an ego 
to reach a point where your life is really experiential. Yes. So that's interesting. So it's more the fact that you've got to tackle the conditioning and what considerations have solidified your conditioning than having to indulge or than getting to kind of just exp- like uh, enjoy experience experience yes i if we use the surfer as an example again i think maybe for that surfer that those that hour is as much of an experience as he'll get throughout the day and probably for the most part it's a distraction from the rest of his life which makes it all the more amazing because as i as i said you're either in your you're you're either in your identity yeah. or you're distracting yourself from your identity you're you're either pleasing others or you're distracting yourself from it and That's, and i think that whole surfing experience is 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 both of those things. The, the only reason he's there in the first place, I believe, is because of comparison and he's, and he's comparing himself to other people and he wants to be a good surfer or he wants to say that he got up in the morning or he wants to say that he went for a surf. But then at the same time, it's actually a distraction from life to be able to be out in the cold, to be, out from every, to be away from everybody else, um, to be on your own, you're actually distracting yourself from all your problems or, or, or your, like all the, all the approval and all the comparison. So it, it's actually both things are happening at the same time. I don't know, man. I think it's in a really brutal way. Like this is all a reflection of um, the shit that's going on for you. Because like, I really do believe there's so, there's a plenty of people out there who get to be like that surfer. But you're not one of them, unfortunately, right now. Which is not to say that you're not enough for who you need to be in this moment. I believe the difference between me and the surfer, and I could go surfing, and I and I you know I go into I go do swim in the beach every now and then. It's not really any any different, is it? Between me going and well, for a dip compared in, to the well, I think. Depends on how appreciative you are of that experience and in, involved in that experience at that time. Well, that's what I'm saying is that I could, all right, I, I could go be that surfer tomorrow if I wanted to, couldn't I? I could get no. up and go for a surf. No, because I think at the moment you'd have all this chatter over the top of it. I think definitely. That, I think the surfer has this exact same experience. I think there are surfers out there that don't. I disagree. No, I'm talking about like a, a seven billion person population of the world. Like I, I know you, I don't mean Victorian Melbourne community. I'm talking like even a fucking villager off the base of a island somewhere, who's just really concerned with getting food around a fire from a fishing village, maybe for a community that he's in part of, but he gets to go cruise out on a reef every That I will concede, but I Well then thought, what, but I mean I, I thought we were talk, I thought we were exclusively talking about someone doing that in our society. No, because I'm just talking about the human experience. Because why does it our society matter 
when I'm just talking about the human experience. Our society matters because our society... I think is, that society, that's a triggering word, I remember. That's an absolutist. It, it, it is and it isn't because it's, I, I think it's fair enough to generalize people in Melbourne, we all grew up in, in pretty much the same schools. When you com- compare us to a villager, compare us to, a, to, to someone in a village, their life was, has been completely different. You know, like, we, you, you talk about it, like this, the similarities between you and me. We, we grew up at a school, success was um, prioritized, going to university, all, all that kind of stuff, marriage, kids, all, all that kind of stuff. Now, Ethan, even if, even if they're slightly different, these, these priorities or these, these desires we have in life, everyone in our society has those. If you, I don't, you would have to probably be, you, you, you wouldn't be able to be, if, if you're living in the society, as a general rule, you have an, you have an identity, right? You have to, you, you, and you have a solidified identi- identity. Uh, in this culture, but this is not the only culture that exists. What's this culture? Um, I don't know, maybe it's a westernized culture. Maybe it's the, uh, yeah, an Australian culture, Western Australian culture. That's the ideology, but that is not the only ideology on the face of this earth. No, it's not. But and, I, so I'm, and I'm just saying like, yeah, no, no sorry, you go. But I, I mean, I'm speaking about anyone living in Melbourne oh, pretty much. Okay. So I, th- I guess that's where we change. Yeah, we differ on this stuff because I just think about what is possible of the human experience. And even actually you talk about Melbourne culture. If you drive far enough outside the city and you go find yourself in a small town out in the mountains somewhere or the hills and you go to a school there of people that just live around that area, I think you could find a couple of people that prove a bit more, a bit more with it than what you're kind of talking about. Maybe, but, uh, but I, I didn't think we were talking about them. Uh, if, if we're talking about them, we're talking about people that are closer to being enlightened than what we are. Closer to, to shedding their ego than we are. Uh, well, I guess the way I kind of approached this was that if you're really standing to benefit or if you're really looking to kind of move on in terms of actualization of this state that you wish to reach, why narrow it or why confine it to this comparison to a four million person community or even two and a half million person community that exists within a seven billion person population of this earth where there are various different states of being that would be truly more satisfying than what you might see or walk around in around here. Because oh, this is a very small place. Absolutely. And it's why every month I think about getting out of here. And, 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 yeah, and I right. will at some point probably get out of here. But, you know, there's things that bring me back and they're probably all, all I mean, all of them have to do with You've done a really identity. Can I mention something? I think I, re- I reflect on the fact that you moved here to Thornbury, away from Caulfield area. Mm. And I think that's a really awesome thing that you did that. I mean, I want to get further away. I know, I know. Yeah, especially because, I mean, like the way that you're articulating this thought right now is in this community that you exist in, or society, as you put it. But, I mean, society is made up of a collection of individuals who are just trying to figure out how to be 
in general, <laughs> I just have to say be. And I guess what, the way that I was talking about this was that how you can be is a bunch of different ways. And focusing on the people next to you is not a good way to figure out how to be. But I think if you move to any capital, any major city, you'd be in the same boat. Nothing would, nothing, nothing would be any I different. I could concede that. And, and but what, why does that matter? I think if you're going to find these people, they're very rare. And that's what I said. Like one, I, I said that at the start. You're, you're talking about like one in a million people. Something. And then I guess okay, I have the same question again. Why does that matter? Are you I looking... Know, we, actually, here, uh, are you uh, looking to flourish in these communities? Well, the, 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 ident the ego does. The well, ego. Yeah, but I'm just asking you. Yeah, I do, of course. Everybody does, don't they? On some level. To flourish? Yeah. I guess we've got to define what flourish means. Succeed. What or, is succeed? I mean, it's all comparison. It's all relative. You want to relatively... Depending on your culture, your community, you want to, whatever they value, you want to succeed in that value or you want to distract yourself from it. I, yeah, to be honest, I, I guess the way that I look at it is I'm not personally, and I think there'd be a lot of other, let's just say these people that I consider outside of this society are just enjoying their existence without considering the values of a wider community around them. Who are we talking about? people kind that exist of, in the world like like name a town or a city or an example when i talk about like this i picture um like villagers who live on an island in the fucking Car caribbean caribbean mm. oh, sorry, caribbean or in the pacific or in the jungles of the amazon or um uh small communities that exist in Alaska or Northern Canada or maybe even like Eskimos and people who exist in, on this planet as we speak and they're not concerned with what everyone else is telling them around them that they seek value in. They're intuitively following what they feel is valuable to them and gratifying and that at the end of the day, when they're indulged in those activities, it's an experiential phenomenon and that's gratifying in itself. And they just need to feed themselves, sleep at the end of the night and get to do that thing again. And the ideas of success are completely foreign. Mm. And I think even for, like, for me, considering those things is a very empowering idea yeah that's and that's literally what i want to get to and even go beyond that that's the whole that's the whole point these guys never had the same up they didn't have the same upbringing that, that we had where there were all these desires for for success um and desires to these grand desires to fit in with this with the community because a lot of these communities are very small which i think is is much better we live in this big fucking community where you've got so many people to compare yourself self to and so many people to aspire to be better than. But in these little communities, it's so small and no one's really comparing. There's not much, as much comparison. There's not as much need to succeed. And because of that, there's not as much uh, need for approval, which means you can be more in the experience. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm completely with you on that. I, I, I agree with you. I, I just... I didn't. I thought we were talking about our our society. 
just because I, know, I our society I know far more better far better than these little villages that I've only spent little a little amount of time with yeah no I, I guess when I talk about because we're talking about people and I do concede that we're taught I go far out I guess like I get really far out in my mind about what is in existence or what is possible and actually there is something that I wanted to acknowledge and that I, like I said, people who are experience or living a really gratifying existence would do so from a place of intuition. And that whilst it's easy to become distracted, or it's it, and I say that for everyone. Okay, let's say in our community, it's easy to become distracted by the endeavors that our culture deems as significant or successful or as beneficial or whatever that is or cool, whatever. It is really worth taking time to slow down, to clarify intuitively what you feel is so enjoyable and gratifying and satisfying to your own life. And is that a consideration that you've made that amidst the meditation and the running and even the, I mean, the podcasting is awesome, that it's more just a matter of going into clarifying your passions at a time like this, passions in your life, which you're amidst doing, I think. Like that you are really passionate about some things and that you're just figuring out how to do them more often to not be so concerned with what you think you're going to be doing. Um, yeah, I mean, I go, I, I'm, 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 I'm still unsure on all of it about reason having reasons to do things that you enjoy doing or not enjoy doing but things that you're really passionate about because then I always come back to that idea that you're only doing it because and on some level you're seeking approval like even with this podcast I, I'll, I'll come back to that on some level but you know you'll probably say okay but where, how does that serve you Oh, no, that's not... I was actually going to say, like, that's a thought, right? It is a... Th yeah, it is a thought. But, and then we've, we've identified that in intuition is not a thought, right? Yes. Would you consider clarifying the feeling of intuition as towards your passions rather than becoming that worried about the thought processes that become attached to them i would argue that neither of us are capable of intuition at this point i would disagree with you and i think that's I, cool yeah. <laughs> but that's all right because i think or well there you go i think the argument is fine because it comes from a thought process whereas i'm following my intuition and these are two different forms of that is communication. I think we both think on some level we're following our intuition now. And I think in 20 years, we'll look back 
and we'll be like, we had no idea. Now, we're f- now we understand intuition. That's a thought process. Because then you could even say the same thing about that 20 years from then, 20 years from then until you're dead. But everything we're saying now is a thought process. In order to verbalize something, it needs to be a thought first. We should come back to that. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, we'll wrap that bad boy up. Yeah.